It's Kitchen Table Spirituality, an evening devotional. I'm Jonathan Malone. I happily and wonderfully and gladly pastor a church in East Greenwich, Rhode Island, the First Baptist Church. And I'm Charlie Eastman, and I am the pastor of Pilgrim Congregational Church in Southborough, Massachusetts, where I am considered just a shining beacon of God's love and grace. Wow. I, <laughs> where are we getting these introductions from? This is, Don't I write mean, mine anymore, and I will This is copy. Yours, okay? I, this is what I get from the intern. <laughs> they hand it to me, and I, I read it, and... Let me try that again. I'm Pastor Charlie Eastman of Pilgrim Congregational wait, Church. Wait, wait. Do you actually? Do you want to re- re-record it? No, no. I, oh, I'm, oh, this is gold. Bro. Okay, this go is ahead. Theological Sorry. Yeah. gold. Yeah. And uh, and I am occasionally seen as a poor interpreter laboring in the fields of God's joy in humanity. You ever, Charlie? Have you ever <laughs> been to a, a pray off? A pray off? Apparently yeah. not. No. No. I well, they usually happen without people planning them. Oh, okay. you know where someone starts praying and they make it really flourish and yeah you know, and and just wonderful. And oh, then the next person tries yes. to outdo their prayer. Yeah. And, yeah, I have definitely been at a pray off, and it gets longer and uh, more and, and of course, and, like the the most passive aggressive and the most wonderful thing to do during that, if it if it comes to you, is to say, "God, I want to sit with you in the silence." <laughs> I just want to. I just want to bring it down now. Yeah, gonna go deep cut for the real true fans. Silence. Just yeah, and everyone else That's is great. like, "Ugh, you're that right. guy." Mm-hmm. Well, so, you were all that guy, so I had to. Yeah. Right, right. So yeah, Charles, everything is a chance for for macho showing off. Uh, right? And and pastors are really good at jumping at those opportunities. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Charlie, it's good to see you. You as well. Thank you. You as well. I'm glad to be talking today, and I'm glad to be talking about the Holy Spirit. Yeah. I'm on fire. You're on on fire. fire. Oh, you're in the vernacular. So before we get into that, tell me what's going on at East Greenwich. Oh, this is a big week for us. Because this Sunday, this uh, so we just had our annual meeting last week, and That's thank you. That's right. You guys are July to June. Yeah. Thank you to Love everyone that. who made it. We had our quorum plus, nice. and it was a good meeting. And was it a Zoom meeting? Was it? It was a meeting? hybrid Zoom and in person. Okay. So and and that worked well. I forget Rhode Island is the south of New England, so you guys are just going to run roughshod over any yeah. recommendations. Yeah, that's that's how we live. That's how we are. Um, but it went all right. Yeah, it went very well. It went very well. So thank you everyone for that. And then we have this upcoming Sunday is our first Sunday where people can come and be present in the sanctuary during worship. Wow. Now. We will continue to live stream. So if you do not feel comfortable or safe, please don't come. Please mm. continue to enjoy and be, participate through Facebook. Um, if you do come, you will have to wear a mask. We've removed cushions, so you may want to bring your own cushion to sit on. Um, if you have a hymnal, bring it because you're not going to get one at the church. Bring your own Bible. I mean, it's really going to be different. Mm. Uh, Are you allowing singing? We're going to have brief moments of singing. Um, oh, shortening wow. all the hymns, and they're going to have to wear their masks while they oh, sing. Right, 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 right. Well, don't sing, don't sing with too much gusto. We don't want anybody passing out in the pews. We're going to do dirges for the whole service. Oh, well, well, you know, culturally appropriate for our moment. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, sacred head now wounded. That's a oh, good. Yeah. That's yeah. Um, abide in me. That's another good dirge. That good. Yeah. Um, 
you know, yes. I know Lohauer Rose Air Blooming isn't a dirge, but people tend to sing it oh, that way. Yeah, yeah. And we'll we'll draw it out. Mm. Um, so good. one verse will take a good twenty minutes. Doesn't it already? <laughs> no, so that's what really. how about how about at song. your place? How are things going there? Definitely not like that. <laughs> we are <laughs> we are remaining uh, the sanctuary is remaining closed until September mm. uh, by by uh by collective agreement uh, through our task force that has been formed to address that. Uh, but people are definitely thinking about creative ways to gather um, without being inside the building. Yeah. Um, so there is a possibility we had a... Actually, what hap- what's been happening is a number of uh, members of the Pilgrim Church attended the Black Lives Matter um, Peace Vigil for Racial Justice. Oh, good. That was sponsored by the uh, Southboro Neighbors for Peace. Uh, and Southboro Neighbors for Peace uh, organized around uh, fighting anti-Muslim sentiment initially mm-hmm. uh, and had the No Place for Hate signs distributed, but now they've branched out into the Black Lives Matter support, and uh, it was a really lovely vigil. I had a really nice time. Um, I learned nice. a lot from a lot of important speakers. The whole event, I think, lasted about an hour and a half, oh, okay. longer than I expected, but... Yeah. It was over like that. Wow! It, it was really neat, nice. and we we had we had senators, we had we had the police chief, we had um, you know residents of the town. It felt really organic and natural for Southboro, uh, and it was a great great event. Plus, I got to see church members in person. Oh, nice! A lot of elbow bumps and yep. how you doings, and oh, it was really great. So that was wonderful, and we are continuing on with our worship. Although we're about to shift to nine thirty. For mm. the live stream on YouTube, oh, okay. and finally, we are gearing up for a major mission project. We we are part of the Backpacks program, right? Uh, that the Department of Children and Family Services receives resources from us to build backpacks for kids for school, and we're really looking forward to that. So that's going to be our July kind of major missions. Event. Oh, fantastic! So, it's people, been fun. People will be dropping off backpacks and also things to put in the backpacks, I'm assuming, right? Backpacks, things to put in them, and then we can, you know, you can do this right on Amazon. You can also just contribute cash to the effort. So wherever people are. Excellent. That. So well, details uh, to follow. Yeah, I'm looking forward to hearing those details. Yeah. Pilgrimchurch.us. Okay. I'm trying to th- think of a nice segue. Well, you know, sometimes you just have to... Throw the barn door open and let the Holy Spirit in. Is that a phrase that people say? I don't believe so. No. I think I just conflated two phrases that people it's, might say. Right. I, I know that you couldn't hit the side of a barn door with a bass fiddle. That's right. <laughs> yeah, that is definitely the first time that's ever been said. <laughs> a friend of mine from Tennessee said that, and I thought that's... That's pretty good. That's pretty good. I want to go to the part of Tennessee where they say that regularly. Yeah. I mean, and it just rolled off like, he could have hit the side mm. of a barn with a bass fiddle. I'm like, wow. See, I want to have barbecue at that guy's house. Yeah, yeah. That's probably he's, some good stuff. Yeah, he, he's a good guy. All right, so, but yeah, Holy Spirit. Mm. And it's good that we're talking about the Holy Spirit now that we're, you know, in the Pentecost season Right, and now that we've alluded to the Holy Spirit 40,000 times in this podcast, right, with only however many episodes in we are, probably something we should have started with, yeah. and if you do, in fact, take a systematic theology course at, uh, at uh, seminary, it, you'll get to it eventually, but not right. as early as you would think. There is one theologian, there's maybe others, but I know of one theologian who does, she does a reversal, um, Elizabeth Beth Johnson in her book, She oh. Who Is... Mm-hmm. Um, which is a little bit older, but it's still, I think, really fantastic, really brilliant work. She starts with the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. 
uh, and does it deliberately to kind of rethink its needs uh, to rethink how to do theology. So I do recommend um, those of you who are more theologically inclined or academically inclined and want to. <laughs> Charlie's Charlie's intern in there is like trying to write this down. Yeah, we, we Wayne, gotta... <laughs> knock it off. <laughs> Wayne, this whole time I was trying to think of what's a good intern name. Oh yeah, mine's Wayne. Yeah, mine is is Biff. Oh Biff. Well, good. Just, yeah, been watching Back to the Future. Oh. <laughs> yeah, everybody wants to boss Biff around. Right, right. Yeah. So, so uh, she who is good theology. Not familiar with the with, the, with the text. Now, she who is she relating to? I mean, it's a feminist theology. So to she's God, also, to yeah. the Holy Spirit, to yes. I've heard the char- the characterization of the Holy Spirit as female, right? Often by female preachers and theologians, but right. I think once by a man as in in a group setting before. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm always fascinated by that stuff. I I love the duality of the God nature. Um, in God's image, God created them, male and female. God created them, is the Hebrew translation that I have come to prefer, mm-hmm. and uh, that speaks about a duality that we do not honor in Western culture very much. Right. And, uh, and certainly the Holy Spirit, I don't, does, does Jesus at the, in the John 14 passage make any gender statements that, that might be implied from the original I... tablets? I don't Original know. in air quotes? I think the, the word used in John 14 is paraclete, right? Hmm. Yeah, that's right. The advocate, the Holy Spirit, and the Father will send in my name, will teach you all the things and remind you of everything. Ugh, so, I don't know. But, but the Holy Spirit, I think your point was the Holy Spirit is often that forgotten part of the Trinity or that part that's... Sure. Yeah, that really is where I was trying end. to get. Thank yeah, you for sorry. reining me in and bringing me home. Yeah, well, often in systematic theology, we start with God, and then we right. go to Jesus, and then we go to finally, Holy Spirit, and that might be a whole nother semester in a dual semester course. Right, right. Um, but it's an essential, I mean, the Holy Spirit is really an essential part of our faith. It uh, is. Uh, it's probably and, one of the most written about parts of our faith, isn't it? Especially the early church fathers, they spent mm-hmm. a lot of, spilled a lot of ink. On, yeah. Or cuneiform pressings of reeds on this topic. Yeah, what did they spill? I don't know. I like the cuneiform pressings of reeds. Let's go with that. Well, there was even, you know, there there's a, a long-standing debate between the East and the West of where did the Holy Spirit come from. Oh, boy. Yep. And and I'll let people look up filioque clause. Filioque, that's right. Have fun with it. We're not going to, I'm not going to, we're not going to unpack it right now. Fine. Yeah, yeah, this would be a much longer podcast if yeah. we had to get into that. <laughs> yeah, well, you, now, frankly, trust us, you don't need it. Right. You do not need it. Yeah. I but mean, it, theology nerds, you need it, but other than you, right? I mean, why are you listening to this anyway? Go away. No, stay. Come on. <laughs> Charlie, these are my people. I hear you. <laughs> these are, they're waiting for me to put the next episode of just uh, 12 and up out. They're saying, mm-hmm. come on, these kitchen table are. things are nice, but where's our, the meat? Mm-hmm. But so the Holy Spirit, uh, when, when, when I talk about the Holy Spirit, it, it is a very experiential Mm-hmm. Um, um, approach that I take. Uh, it's it's that you know that. Well, one of the words I like that that it's not mine, but others have used is a wooing. W o o i n g. Mm. That God does this wooing at times. That comes from more process theology, but this sense that there's like this pull. Like, mm. have you ever had that, Charlie? When you're you're about to do something, or maybe you see someone sitting 
Uh, like you're at a coffee shop. Let's 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 create mm-hmm. the whole situation, all right? Lay it out for me. Okay, so you're at this coffee shop. It's an independent mm-hmm. coffee shop because that's the yeah. kind of person you are. I and, am. And you went Mom and, and you pop. you got your um you got your black coffee because I did. That's because you because gosh darn it, you don't need anything else. Because I am still a theologian. At you're heart. still a theologian, and you got it in mm-hmm. a, a cup for there because you love the earth, and so you're yeah. sitting down at your roughly wood hewn chair. Oh, um. Nice. You know, the splinters are worth it. The splinters are worth it on the Formica table with your, mm. you know, nice mug of hot coffee. Thunk. Thunk, right? Mm-hmm. And you take out your Thomas Merton to oh, start I reading. I do, yep. Right? And your eyes look up. And there on the other side, you see someone, and they're looking at their phone, and a tear is going down the side of their face. Mm. Now, you have to think to yourself, I'm a New Englander. I am. The worst thing for me to do would be to intrude on that person's space. Absolutely. It's, but something stirs in you, right? Mm, well, maybe if you're from Albany, but not if you're from <laughs> Connecticut. <laughs> Leave her alone, for God's sake. Charlie, Stranger I danger. This, I created this beautiful scenario for you. Hey, this is your Holy Spirit moment, Sarah, brother. Sarah McLaughlin is playing in the background. <laughs> I thought we were going to some enchanted <laughs> Have you ever had that moment when you see someone and, and you know the wrong, that all social mores say, don't talk to this person, but something stirs in you and says, go talk to that person? I, I will admit, there, <laughs> okay. there have been moments when I have seen someone clearly struggling and I've asked something like, is there something I can do to help you? Can I help you yeah. in some way? Yeah. Do you, do you need something? Are you... In uh, just, I, I don't think I hopefully use the phrase, are you in distress? But that was certainly going through my mind. You are mm. seeing a person in distress. So this for you is a Holy Spirit moment. I believe that. I believe that the Holy Spirit, you know, pushes right us on. to go outside of ourselves. I love it. I've never, I haven't experienced the Spirit like that, which is really important mm. for this conversation because the means and methods of the Spirit you know, I hate to invoke the doctrine of snowflake, but they, they couldn't be more different for different people. Mm. I most fear characterizations of the spirit that are intended to be prescriptive nice. and are intended to create a standard for all. Um, when I hear that kind of language, I, I know that for me, I'm just in the wrong place. That's not how the spirit right. has moved in my life. Um, on the other hand, I have felt the tug of the spirit when I get news that something has happened to someone and I have an opportunity to reach out to them mm-hmm. and I, I place a call that ordinarily would be out of my comfort zone to place or I go do a visit that would be out of my comfort zone to do and and wow, the rewards that, that come from following the prompting of the spirit can yeah. be inspiring and awesome in their own right. So what are other... I love that you're saying that the spirit is not to be prescriptive because there is this yeah. aspect of of uh, a Christianity that says when you really have the Holy Spirit, you'll speak in tongues. Right. Well, Jesus mm-hmm. doesn't... In the I, I keep going back to John 14 for the original... Well, it's the, good for the, you to bring the Bible in. Arrival of the Spirit. You know, G- Jesus describes to the disciples, I will send to you this advocate, this, this other one, this paraclete is the mm-hmm. language we use, that is going to come to be with you and and the spirit will guide you the spirit will show you the way jesus doesn't say the spirit is going to tell you exactly what i told you right jesus does jesus just says there's going to be the spirit of god 
that will be with you in your moments. And it's forecasting language in the Gospel of John. It's, mm. it's future tense. That, that's going to happen without me here. And you will be uplifted. You will be supported. You will be fed. Right. It's just, it's such a different, this, we, 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 and uh, so much, so many aspects of faith, we don't picture Jesus letting go of the reins, mm. Jesus giving over. And Jesus very much does that. You know, when the, when the disciples are sent out to evangelize, when they are mm-hmm. given these speeches at the end of John, well, not the end of John, but in John, that mm. where they're sent on their way, uh, metaphorically with the Spirit, these are important moments where Jesus says, I'm not going to control every moment of your lives. I'm going to let you have at it, and right. you're going to have to rely on the Spirit. So I, I think for me, that's a liberating part yeah. of faith, whereas others have sometimes used the Spirit, as you describe, like a shibboleth, if you don't experience... <laughs> God in exactly this way, right? you're not getting it. There was a video I saw um, a number of years ago about a woman who's... It wasn't about her, but it, it was... Um, I think it was that documentary about Hell House where they talk about um, oh, these these yeah. Christian um, haunted houses that are meant to scare the hell out of people. Yeah. So, uh, then, so that they would find, find a godly life. Mm-hmm. And she's talking about the kind of church that she wants to attend. And she says, you know, when I, if I go in and I don't see people's hands in the air, and I don't see them really, their bodies moving, and the music is pumping, I know that the Spirit isn't at work in that church. And that's not a church for me. Right, which is an absurd statement to make. Of course it is, because I can tell you this pastor mm-hmm. goes to a church like that and says... Wow, this feels really emotive and really mm. put on, which is judgmental and not fair mm-hmm. to the people who are going through that experience. But it's a reminder to me that my Holy Spirit moments aren't necessarily uh, Wayne's Holy Spirit moments. Yeah, Wayne, come on, call back. That's that was good. That was good. So I I think that's that is an important um, point to make that the Holy Spirit people experience the Spirit differently. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, you know, the the ones that really like just knock me over are when there are collective experiences of the Holy Spirit. That does happen. Yeah, I have been a part of that. I have seen and felt that. Yeah, and it's not a for me. It hasn't been a time when everyone starts speaking in tongues. Right. Um, what does it look like? Is is this when is this when more than one person is crying in the coffee shop? Oh boy! Yeah, then I—that's when I get up and leave. I'm like, I can't. <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is mass hysteria. Yeah. I'll have none of it. <laughs> you know, it's it's those moments, you know, when you know one person feels an inspiration of some sort mm-hmm. and goes with it, and then everyone else says yes. Mm-hmm. It, it's yeah. a it's a collective yes and if you want to Yay, use the improv. Um, I love yeah. it. Yeah. So and, and and it's and it's also not a yes and. It's also we're we're not going to let you just be the only person there. We're all going to join in. Yep. Um, so we don't we don't do laying on of hands often in our church. It's just not who we are. Mm-hmm. But we have a couple of times, and every time it's been usually I I I suggest it, but maybe someone else does. But say hey, this is a powerful moment. Maybe we can lay hands, mm-hmm. and it's during the service, and I invite and and it. You know, people, people get out of their pews for that. They get out of their pews and they Lovely. get up and yeah, yeah. you know, and um, it's not normal for us. Yeah, it, we've done it on occasion when we're commissioning ministries. Yep. Like when people go to visit Common Cathedral, the homeless mission in in Boston at the Common, 
um, that we often have done a laying on of hands at my previous church. Oh, nice. Um, and also a laying on of hands at, at baptisms. We mm. do, uh, oh, I've never done it for baptism. Well, <laughs> see, this was during an infant baptism. Oh, so, right. Yeah, I would kneel down at the front of the congregation with the child in my arms and invite the children to come forward and lay their hands oh. on the child in my shoulder, and we would ask for an anointing blessing of the Holy Spirit. Oh, wow, that's precious. Yeah, it doesn't happen often in UCC churches, but I think it should happen more. I, I agree. <laughs> so I think, you know, moving to, uh, I, I think one of the things both of us feel strongly about is there isn't enough of an emphasis on the Holy Spirit by the more mainline Protestant I feel that's true. Churches. Yeah. Yeah, I want to invite the Holy Spirit into every worship service I'm a part of, mm. in name. Yeah. I want to use that particular language, the Holy Spirit, because I think it's resonant for folks. Now, having having said that, that there's not enough of an emphasis, there's also, you know, if you, if you don't want to be prescriptive like I don't, right. there's also kind of an absence of understanding. Hmm. Because we keep referring to the Holy Spirit, we talked about Philoque a little bit, but we're not, we're not really... You know, we, we talked about the genesis of the idea from Jesus, about how this spirit will be with you, but we're, we're being very, I'm being very deliberate, I assume Jonathan is, Biff, is that true? D- we're being very deliberate about not describing exactly how the spirit works in everybody's life. Right. Uh, because this is such a personal interaction, it's almost like the Holy Spirit has, has, has universal DNA capability. The Spirit can move among the people, and the people can feel that rush, and, and how it looks is different for everybody. Some people have said in worship, when they feel the Spirit, the hair goes up on the back of their neck, mm. and, they, and they feel like a presence, yeah. almost like a haunting. And in the King, Ga- King James Version, of course, of the Bible, the Holy Spirit is the Holy Ghost, and so right, you have that right. connotation as well. But then others have said, there was a time at church camp where I was hmm. sitting in chapel, and we all closed our eyes, and the wind came up off the lake, and I felt a warmth all over. And there's this kind of sense of this other presence of hmm. God's manifestation, mm-hmm. a theophany, if I can use a $10 oh, theological yeah. word, use that, that happens word. In, the, in the air. Theophany, a, a revelation of God in the, in the material world. So this, this idea that God is there and present in the Spirit... And it's basically, here's for me the bottom line, and Jonathan, you can correct me if I misspeak. I probably won't, but go ahead. Okay. So the Holy, when the Holy Spirit moves and I feel it, it's just, it's, it's that something in the air. It's that, it's that mm. kind of uh, feeling that does something to me physically that reveals something of my spirit and my hope, my best hope for our collective faith together. And for me, that's that's when the Holy Spirit moves. Yeah, I think yeah, it's it the yeah, the challenge is it's it's so personal. It is, uh, and you know when when I hear people who aren't you know um, use phrases like the universe showed me a way mm. um, or fate yep. made this happen, I think ah, mm-hmm. it feels more like the Holy Spirit's kind of right. inspiring. There. Right, or if you're not Christian, people might say, "Sounds like a personal problem." A personal right, right. problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but for us, if you've experienced it and you know it, right. and you're open to it, you're tuned to it. Yeah. Then you you get to have these opportunities more. And it, it isn't scientific. No, there's such a comfort to it, though, to know that there isn't a time yeah. when you, when you're alone. And for for me, one of the scariest things for me, maybe 
maybe it's different for you. Some people are afraid of boiled eggs. For me, it's it's isolation. Cats are afraid of cucumbers. Cats are afraid of cucumbers. Yeah, I didn't supposedly know you that. can put a cucumber on the ground behind a cat and then alert it to the cucumber and they jump a mile. How does one alert a cat to a cucumber to say, "Hey, watch out! There's a cucumber behind you." Pretty. I, I don't know. Uh-huh. Maybe look, and the cat goes. Psst. And then jumps. Uh, there's you, you. You can look it up on YouTube. This was the worst digression in the history of kitchen. I was gonna. Oh, but for me, my. <laughs> Thank you. Bring us back. I have two fears. One is I'm afraid of a cat being afraid of a cucumber. Oh. Because then the cat is unruly and and it, who knows what it will do. Oh, truly. Uh, the other is isolation, being alone. Okay. And 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 I see this in others when I go visit them in their hospital rooms. Because mm-hmm. that feels so isolating, oh, and, so, and that, yeah. That, yeah. that 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 comfort of knowing that God is with you mm-hmm. can break through that isolation, and I think that the Holy Spirit makes that real, makes it palpable, the presence mm-hmm. of God. Because otherwise, we say, "Where do we see God? How do we know God's here? Show me God." And we say, "You feel." Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that Holy Spirit. Now, we're avoiding all Trinitarian theology. We're avoiding all of that. We're really just, and we're not going to get into it today. We try to keep these under half an hour. I mean, there's, yeah. there's no way. Yeah. Which, there's no way to dig through all that. But, I mean, if yeah. you want a list of 39 passages uh, on the Holy Spirit, I can send you a link. But, uh, you know, it's it's a lifetime experience, folks. Yeah. Just be around other Christians in fellowship and and discuss the Holy Spirit and bring up could the Holy Spirit move right. and just be try to be tuned try to be open it's nice. it's amazing yeah I I think of the the old um, Camp Chestnut uh, pass it on I wish oh, for yeah. you my friend this happiness that I've found it's not it's not meant to be smug or it's not a it's not a happiness you're looking down your nose at others right. and judging them it's just it's that spirit feeling. And when you've had it, you you definitely want other people to feel it. Yeah, it's, it's there lovely. is. You're right, Trevor. There's so much more we could say, but we're about at a time where we need to move to prayer. Indeed, we do. So, and and uh, I uh, I went for I found a prayer by um, Augustine, Saint Augustine. Okay. okay. He Thank was you for the cross translation. It, yep, you're welcome. <laughs> Three fifty four to four thirty were his, were his yeah. dates. He's um, an early saint. He's an early saint from Hippo, mm-hmm. which is North Africa, for those who aren't, aren't quite clear. Uh, so that's the, that's the prayer of Holy Spirit prayer I have. It's, it's, it's quite nice. Okay. And, you know, um, shall sometimes, I start? Sometimes Augustine hits for me, and sometimes he misses, and yep. he's inspired so many people, he doesn't have to, he doesn't have to impress me. Well, that's good. He'll feel, we'll let it be. He'll be so, so relieved to know that. Hmm. All right. <laughs> let's let's pray, Charlie. Indeed. God, we are so thankful for your Holy Spirit, and we ask that you anoint us in ways known and unknown. Help us to find those small moments in our lives when you do move amongst us and stir us. Help us to recognize those moments of comfort come from you. And remind us that we are never alone, but your Spirit is always with us, guiding us, calming us, convicting us, and helping us to be the people you want us, you desire us to be. Well, God, 
your spirit has moved in my life. And I today will pray that your spirit will move in the lives of others around me, that they might not understand only uh, your will or your intentions, but also just your love, your hopes for us, your sense that we are knit together in this community so well. And God, I just ask that you would be there in our midst through your spirit. And from St. Augustine. Breathe in me, O Holy Spirit, that my thoughts may all be holy. Act in me, O Holy Spirit, that my work too may be holy. Draw my heart, O Holy Spirit, that I love but what is holy. Strengthen me, O Holy Spirit, to defend all that is holy. Guard me then, O Holy Spirit, that I may be holy. Amen. Amen. All right. That reminds me of the St. Patrick's breastplate a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I think that was it's a got that was that a vibe. Yeah, it's kind of nice when you have that repeating line mm-hmm. again and again. It's, some yeah, some would say it's crops, good poetry. Crops up, crops up in different kinds of preaching and stuff. Um, it's it's definitely a great device, and in, in his hands, he's he's good with it. He does just enough. Yeah. St. Patrick's goes on a bit. Sorry, St. <laughs> but it's kind of long. Yeah, TLDR, yeah. TLDR. <laughs> Can I well, close us with a with a piece of a poem? Yeah, please do. Okay, um, it's Mary Oliver. Who else? Oh, nice. Um, yeah, she, it's called "Poem the Spirit Likes to Dress Up," and oh. I'm just going to quote the last two stanzas. Okay. Uh, when when we're ready to close. Oh, um, I'm ready. Anything yeah. else we need to talk about? No, I think we're good. All right. Let's hear hey. some Mary Oliver. Take All us right. out with Mary Oliver. She writes, so it enters us in the morning, shines from brute comfort like a stitch of lightning, and at night lights up the deep and wondrous drownings of the body like a star. Mm. Peace all. Peace. Bye.